there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. BadSecretMedia.com Welcome to the Single Levels Podcast. On this week's episode, please wish us good luck. I'm player one, Star Toby Fox. And I'm player two, Slippy Goobs. This is a retro video game review show where we go over one game at a time. We go over the history, the story, the gameplay, some fun facts, and then what do we do, Goobs? We go right into the rage meter. Like, do you want to walk into a meadow full of donkeys and try to tickle one's testicle and get kicked in the face multiple times? Pretty rageful. Yeah, I don't want to get kicked in the face. Don't tickle the testes of a jackass. (laughs) I'll never try to tickle your testes. (laughs) <laughs> There's only one, one person for that job. Shout out to Jenny Bean. <laughs> Ooh, early. That was a real early shout out. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna love that one. Yep. So uh yes, we uh we do the rage meter, we do a one to ten on that to tell you how mad this game makes us, and then we give a overall rating of one to ten to let you know if this game is still worth playing. Goobs, why one to ten? Because we're the simple folk, we're the simple fat boys. Fat boys! We are thick. We are simple. That means we're simple thick, boys. <laughs> we're just simply thick. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Klein, simply thick. <laughs> we got to start a cologne now. It's just called Simply Thick. It's just our sweat <laughs> in a bottle. <laughs> I was going to say it smells like uh, fucking like steak spice or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ode to Gamer. <laughs> Cheetos and sweat. <laughs> Perfect. All right, enough of that nonsense, Goobs. We have some business to take care of right now. In deep space. Oh, we're gonna get deep. Deep in that space. You picked who picked this game for us? Oh, uh, it was part of the Discord conversation that we had. Yeah, we did have a Discord conversation the other day, and someone kept saying Star Fox, and we're like, Berg. fine. Our buddy Berg. Was it Berg? Oh, it was Berg. No. Berg, I, I'm sorry to, uh, well, I won't I won't spool nothing right here. 
Um, so I've got a little bit of a, an admission real quick before we get into the, the nitty gritties. I've never played Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. I've only played <sighs> the 64 version. Gasp. Now, you have experience with this game, right? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I have, I have experience with cutting edge graphics. <laughs> You're coming in with some nostalgia, right? Oh, yeah. I got them goggles firmly on. <laughs> I think this is going to be interesting because I do not have those. Although, 64 and this one have a lot in common. A Very lot. Very much so. Um. So we'll see how how this goes. Uh, but I, I guess we should just go ahead and get into some details. You want to talk about some details, Goobs? I'd love to get right into the deets with you, Toby Fox. This game was released in Japan on February 21st, 1993, and it was released in North America on March 26, 1993, Europe didn't get it until June 3rd, 1993. Damn. Yeah. Had to wait a little. Eh, just a little bit. Not not too long. This was developed by Nintendo EAD and, and Argonaut Software. It was published by Nintendo, and it was an exclusive on the Super Nintendo. Only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power, superpower. Nowadays... You can play it on the Super Nintendo Classic, and it's available on the Switch Online service. If you play it on Classic, you can play the unreleased second one. That's true. Fun facts with goobs. Bring. They're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> few and far between, folks. Enjoy them. <laughs> Relish them. Cherish them. Hold them close to your heart. So this is a single-player rail shooter. Shoot them up? Yeah, yeah, that's a good classification of it. There is a story, Goobs, a very in-depth story that I tried to summarize and make not in-depth. Can't wait to hear this one. It's time for Story Time with Toby. The Lilat Solar System is located near the center of the Milky Way galaxy, full of boundless natural resources for the Lyotans. On the planet Cornea, a Dr. Andros, who was a brilliant scientific genius, tried to conduct dangerous experiments to develop a powerful engine based on hyperspatial energy. The planet's ruling council banished him from the planet for endangering the inhabitants of Cornea. Years later, Cornea's defense force detected unusual happenings on the planet Venom. The planet had been completely remade by the now self-appointed Emperor Andros, and he declared war on Cornea with his new powerful military. General Pepper, who is a good boy, because he's a dog, of Cornea, <laughs> dispatched a super high-performance combat ship called the Arwing. The brave souls that are flying the Arwing are Star Fox and his team, and he must take these prototype vehicles into battle to save Cornea and the rest of the Lilat solar system. Very interesting. A whole bunch of animals going to fight shapes in space. <laughs> yes, all the characters, we, I guess we should say this, all the characters are animals. Andros is like a monkey-looking thing. He is and like a then, baboon-looking motherfucker. 
Yeah. Labor-wise looking motherfucker. <laughs> and then Fox and his, uh, obviously he's a fucking fox. Uh, but yeah, everyone's animals. And then the, the sweet dog general. <laughs> sweet, sweet dogo. Sweet doggo, not dogo. It's doge. I like doggo better. Yeah. So this game should take about one to two hours to complete. Speedrun.com has three different categories for records. Using warps, warpless, and 100% warpless. I thought this was interesting because all three records are held by the same person, Jake D. Snake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But his 100% warpless record is 22 minutes and 46 seconds. Pretty quick. That's a speedy snake. I think that's just for one level, not the whole game. You think so? Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I did not confirm the... Uh, <laughs> I there did not watch. no way you got through the whole game. I, well, see, I was thinking... warping that, because there's no way. I was thinking maybe he used the speed boost or something. That doesn't matter. Yeah, because you're on a rail. That's pretty much for dodging. Yeah. Anyways. If I'm wrong... Hey, it's not the first time. <laughs> Goobs, you ready to talk about some gameplay? Fuck yes. Let's shoot some plasma fucking shots right into the gameplay. Pew, 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 pew. So the D-pad will make you move left and right, up and down. You're still on a rail, but you still can move the the width of the screen. So you have some movability, even though it's... On a rail, and by when we say on a rail, that means the game is going to travel at the pace that, the <laughs> that game it's going to travel. At. Yeah, you don't have any You're control. Constantly progressing. Yes, it just keeps pushing you forward. Now, this is something big that I needed to find out uh, on my second playthrough. I played this game twice, Goobs. Do you want me to tell you about that real quick? Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I accidentally played on hard mode because on this game, you have three different paths that you can choose when you get to the map. It doesn't tell you which one's the easy or hard path. I went to the bottom thinking that's the easiest because it's on the bottom, right? No, you go to the you pick the bottom path. That is the hard path. It tells you. Where? It says in the game, like, when you're playing, is like, normal, or, like, one, two, three, like, normal, easy, or easy, normal, hard. Well, I ended up learning it from the manual that I read after I played it, and uh, so I didn't realize it, so I went back and played the middle one, which is the easy route, uh, but I also had difficulties because of the view, the first time I didn't know that you could change the view. I didn't know you could change the view. So the select button will let you go from inside the cockpit of the R wing, or you can change to have an outside view where you're like your camera's positioned behind it. I kind of really like the in the cockpit. I couldn't do that view because I felt like I couldn't dodge. Uh, projectiles and sure you, do. you just boost I don't know man I just couldn't do it so I I like to, to play from that 
point of view outside of you the show. You don't like being in the cock pit? <laughs> I mean, what does he say in Airplane? <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so the other buttons on this. Eleanor will make you roll or kind of lean into a turn. So if you hit the L uh, bumper, it'll make you lean to the left. If you double tap it, it'll make you do a barrel roll, which that that famous phrase isn't in this game. Sorry, folks. Uh, but you can also do it to the right. And if you move, it'll make you cut and turn sharper. So you can dodge projectiles a little Just easier that go way. Sideways to go between buildings. Yes, yes, and you'll need that in a couple parts of this game. Well, for more than a couple. Yeah. X is a temporary speed boost. A will fire your Nova Bombs. And once you fired it, I didn't know this until I read the manual. Once you fire it, when you press it again, it'll detonate it. Oh, I didn't know that. I just kind of let them go. Yeah, that's what I was doing in my first run through, because I played the game on hard, read the manual... And was like, oh, I learned some stuff and went back and played it on easy. And I was yeah, like, yeah, we're oh. fucking professionals here, folks. <laughs> now we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we got the B button, which is basically your air brake. It calls it like a retro booster or something. I don't know why. It's a brake. Like it slows <laughs> so backwards you down. Backwards acceleration retro booster. I get it, but it, it just sounded goofy. So we're calling it a brake. And then Y will fire your main laser blaster. Which is unlimited bullets. And which the sound will drive you fucking mental after hours. <laughs> Eventually it will, yes. Uh, I do like, right off the bat, the game gives you different options for button setup. So you don't have to play in what I just said. That's just the default first option. Which, that's that's real nice. Right off the bat, it, it, you can pick which one's going to be more comfortable for you. Yeah, I just stuck uh, default myself. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Now, there is a training mode, too, which I didn't do the training mode. Did you? Hey, you just train. It has some great fucking music. This shows you what to do. Okay. Well, I mean... It's a nice I, little perk of the game. Yeah. I uh, I vaguely knew what to do. I mean, I played the 64 version, so I figured it was not going to be too far off, just different graphics. And I was pretty much right. <laughs> when you're actually playing the game, you have a few hub bars along with the aiming sight in the middle of the screen. That's if you're in the cockpit view. You have the uh, little green square in the middle so you can see what you're aiming at. It's not there when you're behind the ship. But the good old crosshairs. Yes, sir. In the top left corner, it shows you how many lives you have left. In the bottom left, it's your shield meter, which is basically your ship's health. And when it's gone, you did. She did. <laughs> In the bottom right hand side, it has a meter for your boost and your brakes. So it will empty and then it'll refill slowly. So you can't just sit there and boost or break or whatever. Also, above that little meter, it shows you how many Nova bombs you have left. First, look like candies. <laughs> they do look like candies. The first time I played, I could only get three. And it wouldn't let me get any more, but when I was playing on easy mode, I could get up to five. Yeah. 
So I don't know if that's because of the easy mode or hard mode or if I did something to unlock more space. I'm not 100% sure on that. Do you know by chance? I have no fucking clue, Toby. <laughs> okay, so easy mode, I was able to get five. Hard, I was only able to get three. So it might be a difficulty thing. So if I would have played the medium, I might have only gotten four or been able to hold four. Now, when you fight an enemy, their health bar will be in the top right-hand corner. So just for the bosses, not like every enemy that you fight. Right, yeah, just for the bosses. Now, some of the like little pickups or power-ups, I don't know what you want to call them in this. There, This is one of the things that I had many problems with in my first playthrough. One of the things is a circle of blue triangles. And this is like your checkpoint. Also, if you go through it, you will get some of your health back. Oh, yeah. There's a whole big, yeah, it's a big giant flying circle. Yes. And the next one is a yellow circle. And that one will, like, will heal you. The checkpoint will heal you fully as well. will give you a good percentage of your health back. And the, uh, the orange ones or yellow ones will only give you so much back. Yes, exactly. Now, there's a power shield that you can pick up. This thing kept confusing me. I kept thinking it was some kind of enemy projectile or something. If you get it, it makes you invulnerable for a few hits. And it like makes your ship like flash. I, I'm not even going to try to describe it because it's polygons and shit like that. Like It's real hard to describe a lot of the stuff in this. Especially like enemies and stuff. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Again, as I said earlier, and I mentioned on Discord, that this game is space, space fighting game where shapes are flying at you. But there is, like I said, there's that invulnerability. But you don't. It looks like it could be an enemy projectile. So every time I would, I would dodge it in my first playthrough, and then in the second playthrough after I read the manual, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's one of those things. And I would try to get it, and it would be an enemy shooting me <laughs> or something, and I'd be like, god dang it. This also, I didn't understand fully. There's a way that you can get an extra ship. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's one-ups. That, that's right. You, It's these three, like, diamond-looking things, and they, they're in the shape of, like, a triangle, sort of. And I don't, I guess you're supposed to go through them. I don't know. But they're red, white, and green, and I could never get them to give me my extra... That's your cue. I don't know how, but I got a... I got a couple through my playthroughs. You're supposed to say one up. Oh, sorry. One up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't move on until you did it. There's also the twin blaster that you can collect. And again, I'm not going to try to describe this power up. But if you get it, it'll actually give you two laser beams, which is great. But there is a downside to getting this if. You take damage and one of your wings is broken because one of your wings can break off and you'll be flying uh, uneven. Yeah, like a chicken with one wing. Yeah. Not flying so well. Not that chickens fly well in the first place. I guess because you used a better winged animal. <laughs> um, a, a griffin. Yes, because that's a real thing. So <laughs> as real as a star fox. That's right. So if you get this little power-up that's supposed to give you t uh, the uh, twin blaster thing, and but you're missing a wing, it'll actually heal 
your ship. It'll fix your ship, not heal your ship. It'll fix your ship to where you have two wings again, so you don't get the badass. <laughs> I'm healed. I got two wings, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like it, it goes to like a star priest and smacks him on the head, and you fucking wings healed. <laughs> I can fly again. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth noises. That was a ship flying. One of the uh, really cool things in the Star Fox game um, is that you have three helpers, three pilots helping you. They're they're manning other R wings and and helping you fight enemies. There's Peppy, the rabbit looking thing. There's Falco, which is a bird. We're just gonna call him a bird for now. Oh, fuck him. Fun facts in a minute. Every time we I got- hear that, rock me on my days. <laughs> and then we've got Slippy the Frog. Oh yeah, my boy Slippy. Ribbit. You wanna talk about how they get in your way? <laughs> or their voices constantly come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that was one of my problems I had is they'll say stuff all the time like, help, there's someone on my tail, or whatever they say, which it's not voice, it's just that. <laughs> There's a text box that pops up, and you have to read it, which is distracting as fuck because you're being attacked, and you're trying to read, and it's you'll see them fly past you, which it's hard to tell that it's your enemy or your your friends. The only way yes. you can tell is all the enemies that you want to destroy have orange on them. I finally figured that out on my second playthrough. Oh, they all have fucking orange. So if it's orange, shoot it. Yeah, sometimes your friends do, uh, or comrades, do blend in very well <laughs> to the enemies, yeah. and you just want to shoot them. They won't, they tell you, though. Hey, Don't watch it, you. Fox! <laughs> it's me, Slippy. But yeah, sometimes they are asking for help. Sometimes they'll be chasing someone, and they'll be like, I got this one, and then you'll shoot them, and they'll be like, hey, <laughs> that was mine. So they've got all kinds of... Uh, witty things that they say and they all three have different personalities falco is is basically like the cool kid and he's like whatever fox i don't care like he's like uh whatever (laughs) and then slippy's just like the sweet innocent one and then uh uh peppy is like the father figure almost (laughs) (laughs) what i don't know like i know in other games he's like giving you a, a bunch of advice like in the sixty four George version. Michael song, I can be your father figure. <laughs> He's you and fucking your bunny daddy. He's, yes, the bunny daddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I know that in the in in the sixty four version, he's definitely giving you advice. I I wasn't constantly reading those text boxes because again, I was playing the game and was trying to avoid getting fucked up while they're bitching and moaning that I shot him. So I don't know what all he was saying in this game. I'd like to see that fan fiction. Toby Fox and Bunny Daddy. <laughs> Make it happen. I'm asking the listeners. <laughs> so at the end of each level, you get a score. And you do get extra lives and stuff for different scores, whatever it may be. For your teammates having shields and then how fast you go through the level. Well, yes. not fast, but how accurate you are pretty much. Yeah, it's real nice to be able to see like where your team's health is because you can get your teammates killed or they can get killed and you won't have them for uh, a round or two. Well, actually, you know, I don't know. I didn't. I only had one die one time, but then I died. So 
I didn't ever go through the game without losing anyone. I know in the 64 version, it takes like you go to the next level and they're not there, but then you go to the next one after that and then they come back and they're like, my ship's fixed. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how life works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so real quick, we're just gonna we're gonna try to go through some of these levels. We're not gonna go real in depth on them because it's all polygons and it's real hard to like really go through each of the levels because everything kind of looks similar. Uh, stage one, you're on Cornea, uh, Corneria, whatever, whatever the, the the main where you live is at. Uh, it's being attacked by we're at home. You're at home. <laughs> You're being attacked by all the uh, invading uh, army, military. Uh, this is a very, very classic level. Most people know this level inside and out because it's the first level of Star Fox. And it's fucking those big giant robots walking around carrying fucking phallic objects. Lots of phallic objects in this game. Tons <laughs> of them all over the place. There's cock towers. <laughs> cock buildings, cock yeah. spaceships. There's cocks, goddamn everywhere. <laughs> there's there's enemies everywhere. They're knocking over. Just these... Call this game Star Fucks with Star, an X. Starcock. <laughs> Starcocks. C O X. I like Star <laughs> Fucks better. Uh, yeah. So a bunch of the buildings are being knocked over and stuff, and uh, you're just. Again, this is hard to describe these levels because the enemies are pretty much the same in every level for the most part. Uh, there are some ground enemies. There's a lot of flying enemies. You get to the boss, and it's basically this giant ship that has three openings. It keeps opening them in a mm, different interesting. pattern. Hmm? It's an, mm, interesting. <laughs> Got three openings. <laughs> and uh, you want to... I, I was going to try to make a dirty joke. Blast I blast right one. into all three of them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> as soon as it opens up its holes for you, it flashes <laughs> some shiny orange. Just unleash the power of your laser beams. Or blasters right into the orifices, the openings of destiny. <laughs> so, yeah, you do uh, blow up the three different parts, and each part falls off as you blow it up. And then you shoot the main part of this ship thing and destroy it. And you move on. Stage two. Uh, now, I'm also talking about the easy uh, line because, again, that's what's cool about this game is there's three different paths. So each path is slightly different, like the level layout. Some of the very planets similar, are but also very different and exactly. more of a challenge. Yes, so stage two of the easy path, again, we're going through the easy path, is the asteroid field. And, I mean, there's a bunch of asteroids. You can you can blow up some of the asteroids, some of them you can't. You've got a lot of enemies flying at you as these asteroids are hauling ass at you. Yeah, you can shoot the, like, the golden ones, the silver ones your bullets don't do shit to. Yeah, you just have to avoid those at all costs. But it's pretty simple and straightforward. All these levels in the easy one are pretty much just go in and try not to get hit. <laughs> yes. So the enemy in this one uh, has these two large wing-looking things. And there's four diamonds on each one. And you have to basically... It tilts, so you can only see one side of it at a time. 
And you have to blow up the four diamonds on it each will one. Open as... up its four holes for you. <laughs> once you... <laughs> it's also shooting shit at you the whole time. Uh, but once you destroy, very it, easily also... avoidable. Very very simple boss. Uh, once you destroy all eight of those orange diamonds in total, it breaks in half, and then it's got a middle piece that you have to shoot and destroy. It's a butthole, Toby. It is a butthole. <laughs> it's two butt cheeks, and you shoot her right in the fucking cornhole. <laughs> in the orange, orange eye. The orange eye. Yep. Stage three is a space armada. Now, this one is a shitload of ships coming at you. There's these giant ships that are just unloading all of these enemies. You actually get to go through some of these ships, which this is kind of cool. It's kind of... Uh, like uh, It's like Contra. Yeah, yeah. You have to blow up the, the centerpiece in these ships, but you have to dodge the I like walls. Contra, but like how it changes up and go, does that like front-facing view. Yeah. Yeah, you're running down a little tunnel, like dodging walls and everything, and enemies as well. Fucking, I like that. This is where you need to get good at that the L and R bumper tilts because you have to dodge these walls and these like floor and ceiling things. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a cool part in this one that that changes it up a little bit. Um, the boss in this one, because once you you blow up a couple of those, you go into this room. And it's got this big, huge thing in the middle, and the whole room is spinning, which kind of makes you dizzy. I'm not going to lie. It kind of like... It didn't throw me off, but I could see how that could easily happen. Yeah, because it's that fake turning 3D looking... I don't know. It's just really weird how it does it. It's got these orange diamonds. Everything's orange. Everything. Uh, it's got these orange diamonds on the wall, and it's got electricity going from the wall to the thing in the middle, and you have to destroy those yeah, diamonds. Yeah, some are upper, some are lower. It will go forward and go backwards. Going backwards yeah. sucks. Cause, like, unless you remember what's coming next, you're getting hit by electricity. Yeah. You you just float around in this room and, and, and try to shoot. it's fucking hard to hit them on the it wall. It is. Because it's off to the fucking side, and sometimes you're... you're your crosshairs don't go off the screen like that. Like if it's too far over to the left or right or up or down, like you can't possibly hit it for some reason. I noticed that a lot with, in some of the more open levels too. So yes, uh, you destroy all the, the damn things on the wall and then it opens up in the middle and you destroy that butthole as well too. Yeah. Secret buttholes. <laughs> Destroying buttholes left and right. Uh, stage four is another meteor level, and y you do more of the meteor stuff. More shit's flying at you, more enemies. The boss in this one is a spider-looking thing. And oh, yeah, that motherfucker. I'm not real sure <laughs> how I defeated it, but like eventually like the legs will like lay down, and he'll just start spinning, and I, I guess that's when you can hit the legs. Yeah. But you... He can hit you. He'll move close to you and, and hit you with his legs as he's spinning. Yeah, when he's standing up, he's very resilient to your attacks. So you got to wait till he's kind of... I think you got to shoot the things on his fucking head first, and then he'll start spinning around like a madman, like a mad crab. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, when you blow up all his legs, uh, you shoot his body, and that destroys him. Now, he also ha he shoots bullets at you at the same time as trying to hit you with his legs, but he also has this flame attack that he shoots at you. It's this big blast of fireball thing. It's got a trail behind it. 
that motherfucker kept fucking me up the first time I played it. But I was playing on hard, now that I <laughs> think about it. Then the next level, I, I, I guess you're at the Venom level? Yeah. Or at the beginning of the Venom level? Because stage six, I guess, is also the Venom level, too. But uh, level five, it's more of the same bullshit <laughs> that you've been doing. Now, the boss in this one, it's he starts out as a big ship, and then, like... <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking of uh, Dragon Ball Z when when they like do the the mirage looking thing where it makes multiple of them. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? <laughs> That's kind of what it does. I can't think of what that move is called in, in Dragon well, Ball like, Z. Naruto does a clone jitsu, same kind yeah. of shit. Yes, uh, and if you hit the wrong one, it doesn't do any damage. So you have to figure out which one it is. And then when you when you blow up the first form. It starts doing it again, but with three of them total. And then you have to do that all over again. Fucking shoot them all. Yeah. Uh, they do disappear once you shoot them, so that's kind of helpful. But when you sh- if you shoot two of them, and the third one's by itself, it'll just make more and starts over. Then... You're you're officially like on Venom, and I guess the the whole world is falling apart and stuff because you've got there's all these tons of shit falling down and in your way there's these columns that are falling straight up and down there's columns coming in left and right yeah this whole world is kind of going crazy you, you you just pretty much have to dodge everything until you get to the end which you get to the end and you go through this maze looking thing one more time yeah like the there's some very tight pass you got to get through when you're going through the corridors on this one. You you really have to get used to your left and rights, like dodging back and forth, using your boost at the right times. There's some very tiny channels you got to get through as well. Yeah. So you got to use all your Star Fox skills. That's right. Now, once you get to the boss, you see this, your screen, your screen goes all psychedelic. And then you see this giant face appear, which this is uh, Andras. And he's a giant face. And he shoots the fucking platform. glory hole, bud. <laughs> it's a glory hole? Yeah, he sucks you in. He does. So His he shoots. Big, giant, white, blank face. Like a, like a full Phantom of the Opera mask or some shit. Yeah. So he's got eyes that you have to shoot they've got the orange little diamonds in them you have to shoot out his eyes but as you're shooting them he's also shooting platforms out of his eyes and so you have to dodge these fucking platforms they get pretty big too yes and after a few seconds that's when he starts sucking you in and now did you ever get sucked in no that's when you actually use the break (laughs) okay see i knew that because of star fox 64 to use the break because it's basically the same battle and I never got pulled in all the way because uh, he never sucked me off. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he'll he'll suck in and use the break, and when he stops, he spits out a bunch of platforms again at you. So you have to dodge all those while hitting his eyes. Once you blow up both his eyes, the mask falls apart, and then you see this giant cube-looking thing. Which looks like the fucking Phantom Zone from Superman. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> and it's got well, like a picture- some shit out of Lawnmower Man. <laughs> yeah, it's got a picture of Andre Andras. How do you say his name? Andre and- Andras? 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 Andras. There it is. 
Uh, but yeah, Andros is in this this cube. He, he, you know those little picture boxes, the picture cubes that we used to get like in the late nineties. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's, to- it's like a yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is totally one of those. We put like I, I, six different images in and just have like a picture cube. I want to buy one of those picture cubes now and just put a bunch of pictures of of this. Uh, <laughs> just put it on your gaming shelf. <laughs> I think that'd be funny for anyone that got it. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, you have to do this once or twice, and then you—it's the same thing. Like he shoot him in the eyes, he, his eyes blow up, and that's it. That's the end of the game. Again, that's just the easy mode, and the other modes as well. They. Uh, there's different planets you can go to. There's like a lava planet. And there's also like, oh, my favorite one is the one with the water. The That like background in that level is fucking beautiful. I don't know if I played that one. Is that one on the medium one? Yes. Okay. See, I didn't, I didn't play nice that one. has nice clouds and everything in the background. Oh, well, what a shame. Or maybe it's the heart. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's... uh. The hard one has the the And the fire music on that one. level is chef's kiss. Chef's kiss for that music. Damn. Yeah, they all they'll have uh Yeah, you go through, you do the multiple levels, and then they'll have like the asteroid levels coming back with they'll mix them up and change them up, but there's multiple different bosses as well. But for sake of time, we're gonna skip talking about those and give you the good layout of the first shit. It gets a little difficult and hard once you go in, but that's the what you're gonna want you're gonna want to level up your experience with the game because you play the easy like okay i beat that 100 percent everything then you want to move up test your skills and then do so again i kind of like that about this game yeah don't do it like i did it because that pissed me off <laughs> i'll i'll tell you my 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 rating was going to be a lot worse if if that was the the hard was the easy mode <laughs> So, uh, let's just say my second playthrough chilled me out a little bit. Uh, now, you brought up the music, Goobs. What do you think of the music overall in this game? Oh, buddy, it's fucking fantastic. It is pretty good. It's classic. Like, I was listening through a couple of tracks on my own, just like, oh, I want to hear that again. And it's it's a fucking masterpiece. It's very epic. Like, it feels important. You know, like, it feels like you are on a mission in every level. If that and like all the sense. little sound effects they add to, like the voice acting is not the greatest for the couple times you hear when you get a power up or go to walk. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> that's my favorite ever. But uh, and the, the people, the your co-pilots, they're not co-pilots, your friends or whatever the fuck they are, your furry buddies. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> their uh, voices get a little annoying over time, but they're still endearing. Yeah. Like when I heard them again, I'm like, oh yeah, there, there's my friends. Yeah. Uh, I, I just felt like the music and and the sound of, I mean, the, the music for sure has this big like epic battle feel to it, and it it's really surprising that that's Super Nintendo. Like I know I know there's some really good soundtracks on Super Nintendo, especially with a game that was pushing it graphically wise. Like yes, that's what I was to trying to get at. Have that much music and like the graphics. Yes. Uh, the sound effects, I, I did enjoy the sound effects, uh, besides the shooting laser noise. But yeah, you that need got that. annoying after a while. You need it. Yeah, I, music, sound, everything was great. What about the graphics, Goobs? Let's talk about the graphics. Oh, 
Yeah, this is where nostalgia is probably going to kick in for me. Because I remember playing this for the first time as a child. And it was like, holy shit, like, you're wowed. Yeah. You've only seen a couple games that use the chip for this game. And that were stylized like this, especially on Super Nintendo. And the fact that it looked like you are flying around space, even though you were on a rail, you still felt like you had that freedom. And that was a rare experience, and uh, kind of wish it held up a bit more than it does, because it is just shapes flying at you. <laughs> and you're just shooting random fucking things. Like, you can kind of teleport the spaceships and stuff like that, but it's very hard to, to tell the differ from each uh, thing, so... But the bosses and stuff, the graphics on those, you can tell definitely what they are. Big, chunky beast. They all come in all shapes, shapes and forms. I'm not going to lie, I was not impressed by the graphics. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit what this game did for the gaming industry and, you know, what it did for the time period. I'm talking about now. It didn't do anything for me. And I love, like, retro and, and sprites, and, like, I love, like, old-school-looking animations and stuff. This, this is very just, different from what we normally play on I, this It show. is. It is. And, honestly, I, I, yeah, the look of it just didn't do anything for me. It didn't make me feel nostalgic for, like, this style of games or anything like that. Like, it just, I thought it looked like garbage. And there was a lot of time I couldn't tell what the fuck was what, because... Well, not only with the graphics, it was choppy. It felt slow and sluggish in some parts. Sometimes it did slow down, but the, you're asking a lot out of this game as well, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm judging it as, does it hold up? Not, not... Oh, I know, I know. That's that's where I'm trying to different, different, differentiate. But if this was a Toby childhood game, it'd be a different fucking story, I know, wouldn't it? Bud? I know that. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you, my friend. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm looking at it as it is because this is my first playthrough of it, and like, oof, rough. It is, it is rough, rough. I'm gonna tell you this though. My second playthrough, it got a little more charming, but the first playthrough, I, I hated. Every, again, I was playing on a much difficult, much more difficult setting, so that could have been the I majority the, of my. I played it on the the Switch, and I found it look a little better on the SNES Classic. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Well, it's, again, it's HDMI, but I found it to look a little better. Okay. It's still not the greatest looking. But I found it a little smoother. What about the buttons and how how it controls? How did how'd you feel about everything? Well, let me tell you one thing with the controls here. I normally cannot stand inverted controls. Yeah. Genevieve will stand up for me on this. I normally switch them right away as soon as I can. If I'm playing like a, a new newer game on a new console, I will switch it. This is the one game I did not switch the inverter controls and it felt comfortable for me. I kept it as it is. The up is down, down is up. Is, is, is there a way to, to invert it on this one? Because you can't... Oh, I'm control? sure there is. There is on everything, but there might not be. Maybe in the different control settings. Huh, but, uh, I yeah, I, I definitely... 
Because, well, maybe I didn't have a choice to get you, <laughs> to get you. I didn't check because I didn't feel the need to. Right. I felt the inversion controls were suitable for this game. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I thought the game handled pretty well. Yeah, I didn't find any lag on the inputs. No, no, everything, everything did what you wanted it to do. Uh, I, I mean, no complaints. Except just being on the rails. <laughs> I thought they were mapped out pretty perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like the uh, the default setup, so yeah, I don't got any complaints. I thought it was all pretty pretty decent. Holy shit, Toby, did you hear that? What What was it? I think a fucking spaceship just went by or crashed outside. You didn't hear that? No, I didn't. Might be a meteor or fucking something. Well, go, go check it out real quick. I'll be back, man. Okay. If I don't come back, please call the men in black. Okay. Um. While he's gone, I guess I could check out the uh, Secret Levels Twitter account on my phone, which is at Secret Levels Pod. Uh, well, that's weird. Why is this? At, why is my phone blue? I could have swore I had a the rose gold phone, huh? I don't remember putting a case on it. That's weird. I'm just going to swipe up and unlock my phone. Weird. There's sound effects on my phone. I Was this some kind of update, too? Like, huh, like well, let's tap this app right here. I don't like these little sound effects. Let's just go ahead and open Twitter and tap. Ooh, uh, thanks for tickling my foreskin, Toby. Did my phone just talk to me? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! It's the my phone just turned into a giant goobs Ooh, genie. It's the eye came. Ooh, oh, I did. oh, gross! This, that's just horrible. Uh, goobs genie, how are you doing? Besides, Ooh, I'm doing a lot better now, Toby. Yeah, I, I figured as much. You know what? Have you ever played Star Fox before? Ooh, no, but I've been to your Milky Way. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Well, oh, I thought uh, I was going to say Uranus. I, let's not go too. there. Ooh. Let's not go there. Now, do you happen to know any uh, cheats for Star Fox on the Super Nintendo? Ooh, not really a cheat, but i got something special for you. Oh, good. Let's hear it. Ooh, to get to the bonus level. There's a bonus level? Ooh, there definitely is. Cool. This chick requires a plasma cannon. Ooh, not my penis. That's my that's my pet name for it. Ooh, come down there, plasma cannon. Interesting. Ooh. To find the bonus level. Ooh. Choose course three and get to the second stage. Ooh. In the asteroid building, you'll find the asteroids, which are much larger than the others. Ooh. The large asteroids, like Toby's asteroid. Use your plasma cannon to blast the large asteroids on the lower right-hand side. Ooh, a bird will appear. Fly into it to enter the bonus level. Ooh. You get to fight a giant slot machine. Ooh. I love the sluts. Ooh. Did you say sluts or slots? Slots. Ooh. Oh. That's, that's weird. I wonder why that's in the game. It's bizarre. Well, um, I, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab my Switch and I'm gonna try that out. Uh, I, you know, 
I don't know Ooh, where my phone is. Make sure you use the blue remote. See you later. Ooh. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. I'm gonna not use a blue remote. Ooh, that's the only color you have now. Ooh. Gosh, why is everything I own turning blue? I'm I, like my phone. Because everything you touch is my penis. Like I can't even pet my cats anymore. They're blue. It's it's so weird. Everything is blue. Like. I'm blue. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to turn green, blue. you would die? Or you listen to Eiffel 65, Toby? Oh, oh, hey there, uh, Goobs. Uh, what What was was that meteor? Was it a... What, uh, no, it was, it was just him farting. You need some fun facts? It's time for fun facts with Toby. <laughs> Goobs Arena. Before we get into fun facts, we must play the 12th highest rated show in the world. This is How Much Is This Game? <laughs> okay. This is Game Show where Goobs. That's more. Is gonna try to guess the price of this game, and he's got the five dollar window where he oh yeah I do be within five dollars of his guess to get the sound effect. Goops, we are gonna go with a loose copy of this game. Oh, I just want to give shoutouts to the creator of the five dollar window. Yeah, tall hands. Yep, there it is. Yep, yep. He gave us the idea for it. Uh, Goops, before you take a guess of a loose cartridge of this game, I want you to know that the pre-orders exceeded 1.7 million copies. That's a lot of copies. So, I'm telling you that, so you know there's at least 1.7 million copies out there. Loose, how much do you think this game goes for? Just the cartridge. Uh, let's say $22. Damn, with a $5 window, you get the sound effects because right now, currently, it is going for $17. Oh, sweet. Right on the money there, Fox. <laughs> yeah, you, you. The window was almost shut right on my freaking penis. <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about the complete inbox. That means you get the box, that means you get the manual, and you get the cartridge. The original box that it came in. How much do you think this completing box goes for? Well, the two's doing good for me, so let's go uh, 52. Oh, I'm sorry. You were so close. Currently, this game on PriceCharting.com is going for $59. Ah. Two bucks off. Yep. Two bucks. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> So, uh, as I told you, this uh, game exceeded 1.7 million copies of pre-orders. Apparently, there was so many orders for this game that they actually had to parachute deliver some of these games to the stores. Like Holy Sears shit. and stuff. Yeah. So, parachuted in <laughs> copies of this game to certain stores. <laughs> thought that was funny. Uh, so... Miyamoto had a, a lot to do on, on this game. Uh, he was a fan of the English puppet dramas like Thunderbirds. 
And when they started making the uh, cover art and stuff like that, he wanted it to feature puppets. And apparently he secretly wanted this game to be such a hit that the company that produced Thunderboards would come all the way from England for negotiations to adapt this uh, this game into a puppet drama. That used to fucking scare me so much as a kid, Thunderbirds. Really? I did not <laughs> like it at all. <laughs> That's funny. I guess I have a thing against puppets, so I'm happy this never... I don't know. It would have been a cool show, I think. I don't think so. Uh, Probably would have creeped little goobs out. <laughs> and now, I thought this was super uh, interesting, uh, because a couple of episodes ago, we had a a saying from Rystar, the, the game Rystar, that was like a Japanese saying that didn't translate well over. So, the general in this game is a dog, right? And Andratus is, on however you say his name, he's an ape, right? A monkey of some sort. Yes. So there's a Japanese saying about fighting like dogs and monkeys. And that's what helped pick the characters for the game. So it's fighting like dogs and monkeys. It's a, it's a Japanese saying. I thought that was kind of neat. That was very cool. Uh, so Miyamoto says that Star Fox was inspired by the... And forgive me if I mispronounce any of this. The F- Fushimi Inra Taishi Shrine, which this was uh, near the team's Kyoto office. Uh, so basically what it looked like is there's all these arches that you walk through and there's all these uh, shrines and stuff to a fox, like different foxes and stuff. And also... Well, Toby, the, what? What did the fox say? <laughs> Did it say Miyamoto? <laughs> <laughs> Mia, Mia, Miyamoto. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you, sorry, I, I, I had to break up. I a can't believe it took this long ago. to get to. It took this long to get to. What did the fox say? Joke. That's great. Uh, see, we're a little more mature than you think. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> but so this uh, this whole shrine thing has a bunch of like arches and stuff that you go through, which is reminiscent to like the first level where there's the arches that you can fly through. The golden so, uh, arches. What's that? The golden arches. The, the, yes, the the golden arches. So basically, that's where the inspiration to pick Star Fox as a fox character. Also, there was a local baseball team or something that had a fox as the mascot. And uh, yeah, he thought foxes were cool. So that's why we got Star Fox. Foxes are cool. They don't give a fox. (laughs) So Argonaut is the company that is responsible for the Super FX chip, which... The Super FX chip had a code name called the Mario chip when it was in development. I got mixed stories on this, but apparently it sounds like they were developing an unofficial Game Boy game that featured... Uh, they figured out a way around Nintendo's copyright protection system. And this is... Again, this is... I read it on the internet, so this is true. They ended up going to Nintendo's booth at a CES uh, convention and showed them... That basically they got through their protection and it basically wowed Nintendo with what they were working with and what they were working on. And they started working with them and they ended up releasing a game on the Game Boy called X in 1992. And this was a Japanese uh, release only. And it's the first 3D handheld game. So it's very 
so it's very much like Star Fox uh, with with the graphics and stuff, just on Game Boy, and it's called X. It's gonna give it to you. <laughs> R.I.P. Now we did talk about Star Fox Two. It was an unreleased Super Nintendo game, which now, like Goob said early on in the show, it can be played on the Super Nintendo Classic, but it didn't get an official release because it was at the end of the Super Nintendo lifespan, and they were getting ready to push out the Nintendo 64. I think it's also on the the Switch. Yes, I believe so as well. A lot of the stuff Argonaut helped develop uh, for Star Fox 2 apparently went into the Star Fox 64 game, and they didn't get any royalties for it. Oh, that's fucking cocksucker. It's super dirty. And then they tried to work with Nintendo again on a different project. So they wanted to make a game like Mario 64, but with Yoshi. And Nintendo basically was like, uh, we don't feel comfortable with you working with our properties. Which is bullshit because they basically helped create Star, you know, the Star Fox property. Yeah. And Star Fox is still around today and like Smash Brothers and shit. Exactly. So what they ended up doing... That shitty Starlink game. I think that's what it was called. (laughs) Yes. So what they ended up doing was working on their own game with a Yoshi-looking character, which ended up being Croc. Which This this game came out on PlayStation 1, Sega Saturn, and PC. I'm a big fan of the Croc game, so I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yes. Hey, when life gives you chicken shit, you made chicken salad, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. When life gives you Yoshi, you make croc. <laughs> That's a croc of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the croc game was cute, though. I really did. I, I used to love that game. In fact, <laughs> I used to, the little furry furball things, I used to get the, uh, the little, like, you know the fuzzballs for, like, crafting, like, arts and crafts? Yeah. I used to get those and uh, hot glue uh, googly eyes on them and make little feet, and I would make those little hairball creatures and put them around my room. <laughs> we actually had a whole line of those up here. Really? You just buy them. They gave yeah. It was a big thing back in the eighties and nineties, and they come with like little like flags that represent sports teams and shit like that. Oh, that's super little funny. hats and the, all different little things. Yeah, you can get them at the good old craft store. <laughs> uh. So there was a limited time offer for a Kellogg's Cornflakes mail away for a miniature version of the game, which was a watch. You could play like a, uh, you know, like the Tiger handheld games. Yeah, like the sh- it was basically yeah, it's a little like tiny that. watch, and uh, <laughs> I want one. Yeah, I actually looked them up on eBay. They're not too bad, really. Like you can get one for probably a few years ago. They're a little bucks. expensive, but the price came down. They were like a hundred and something before. Oh really? Yeah. They're, they're then again, fi- that's Canada money, so right, fake money. You can probably get it for two bucks up in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Falco was originally designed to be a pheasant, not a falcon, and all the animals in this game uh, have some kind of Japanese folklore to them of of their meanings and stuff, except Slippy. Slippy was basically a character that one of the developers used. And uh, they were like, we're putting it in the game <laughs> or something, <laughs> something like that. So, Hell yeah. Need more frogs in video games. In 1993, Nintendo organized a Super Star Fox weekend competition in malls around the United States for around 400,000 players. 
They gave away buttons, t-shirts, jackets, and getaways as prizes. They also produced around 2,000 limited edition Super Star Fox weekend cartridges with slightly altered game levels for commemorative purchase. Some European locations did it as well, but they called it Star Wing Weekend. You got a price on those? Hold on. (laughs) Apparently, this is what, from what I understand, there's only about four minutes of gameplay on it because it was like a competition cart. And it, on the, on the label, it says not for resale. Now, Star Fox Super Weekend, according to the Game Eye app that our friend Level One Noob told us about. Check it out for all your collection needs. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. It should be a sponsor. Sponsor us, Game Eye. Anyways, uh, I had to look up on their, Web, uh, on their stuff to see how much this game was going for. A loose copy is going for around close to $1,400. Damn. A complete in box is going for a little over 2000 Hope you're not a Star Fox fan trying to collect this Star Fox weekend thing. Yeah, that's a lot of moolah. Very special piece for any collection, though. Uh, it is a pretty cool piece. Now, this game is called Starwing in PAL regions, and that's due to a copyright for an existing Atari 2600 game of the same name, Star Fox. I have that. Oh, really? That's cool. Well, me and Jen have it, but yeah. Yeah, that that screwed over the PAL region, <laughs> that Atari game. <laughs> So, Star Fox was named Best Shooter in 1993 by Electronic Gaming Monthly. Salt Lake City had people watch Nintendo World Champion Jeff Hansen take Fox McCloud's R-Wing for a spin after a game cartridge was hand-delivered by a skydiver. Damn. They like dropping things down in this game. Skydivers fucking parachuting games in. (laughs) Well, get this. Also, the, the... one of the one of the guests was a that was there was a NASA astronaut Jake Garn. So like they they made a huge deal about this Star Fox game. It's really really funny. Now, thought this was pretty cool. There might have been plans for a Star Fox Virtual Boy release. Apparently, it was just a tech demo that was being shown at E3. So they didn't actually have any gameplay. They just were showing like footage of the R-Wings flying around or something. But it did sound like they had plans for if the Virtual Boy would have taken off and been successful. So we could have gotten a Virtual Boy Star Fox game. And the last fun fact I have is in 1993, Nintendo Power released an 11-issue comic book series telling its own version of the Star Fox games. So I thought that was kind of neat. I remember those. Yep. They had some, like, Legend of Zelda ones and some other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, the amount of hype of this game, too, like in fucking Nintendo Power. Ooh, you had to to play it. Yeah. Uh, Goops, that's it. That's all I got for fun facts. Well, Toby means one thing. It's time to rage! This is the Rage Meter, where we're going to take a 1 to 10 rating and tell you how pissed off this game made us. Goobs, how pissed off? 
so pissed off that you want to cover yourself in cotton balls and then jump through a gasoline water fountain and then light yourself on fire, becoming human marshmallow. Jeez. Pretty rageful. So, Goobs, I think I went first last week. It's your turn to go first and rage this week. Okay, let's let's get right into it. Let's jump into the cockpit of rage. The cock of rage. <laughs> So yeah, the first playthrough of this was uh, not too crazy until it got to the later levels looking at you, Venom, and that boss inside the rotating chamber kind of was a fucking bitch to shoot all the electricity, the orange electricity things on the side, I don't even know what the fuck they are, it's hard to tell what half the shit is in this game. Just shoot stuff that's flying at you, that's all you gotta do. If it's orange, fucking kill it. Or it's going to kill you. And shooting your own team is a fucking hassle. Because then you take up the screen. You think that they're saying something important. They're not. Just pay attention to fucking what's going on on the screen. If, even if you hit them, fuck it. Just, it doesn't matter. Just fucking shoot them. Get them the fuck out of the way. Another thing is the fucking slowdown at times of this game is unbearable. It gets very... Like when the, the screen's full of fucking enemies or just like... After you blow something up, you get the particle effects everywhere. It kind of slows the game down. Really lags it out. Kind of takes away a little bit of enjoyment of it. I didn't think I was going to like uh, the first person part, but not that rageful. Uh, the one level where all the fucking uh, the big arms are coming down. like Not arms, the lines. They're coming in all over the fucking place on you. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Toby? Yes, yes. That's uh, pretty much impossible to get fucking to not get hit on. I always end up getting smashed by something, or going through the tunnels as well. Those little, not even the tunnels. Well, the tunnels. I'll talk about the. Uh, okay, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. I have too much on my mind now. Everything's flooding in. Okay, so going through those tunnels that are inside of the ships or just other random places can get very confusing at times to knowing which direction to go uh, up or down, left or right or knowing when to turn your ship sideways or not uh, I got fucked up a few times inside those tunnels the tunnel of love, it is not it and then uh, sometimes on the big levels too you got the big fucking swinging walls and they'll say they're gonna go move this way but the last second the, where you cannot dodge them they come flinging at you and just fucking kill you well, they'll knock a lot of energy off of you and just destroy you. The amount of bullets coming at you sometimes is like, how the fuck am I going to dodge all this? I'm trying to roll out of the way. I'm trying to boost dodge. Does not help. And, uh... No. <laughs> I'll stop it right there and leave some meat on the bone for Toby. I'm going to give it a 7. <laughs> Actually, no, 6.5. It wasn't too crazy. Like, the bosses, some of them got a little bit difficult. But for the most part, just stay in one place, kind of move left and right, and just shoot the fucking orange dots on everything. I, f I forgot to ask you, and you may have said it already, what what level did you play it on? I played it on all three. Oh, okay. But I started on the easy one first. Ah, see, okay. So my rage is going to start differently. <laughs> I started off on the easy one. I got through with not losing any of my buddies or like it was a pretty casual playthrough again I played this game a lot growing up so 
I will say my second playthrough on easy was much more casual than my first initial playthrough, so my rage is oh, a lot different. Oh, you got different. fucking, uh, baptized by fire, bud. I did. I sure fucking did. So, one of the first things I want to bring up, and I'm trying to be nitpicky about some of the things on this because I don't want to just try to shit all over the graphics the entire time and, and stuff like that. I hate that some levels make you start inside the R-Wing. So, like, it doesn't matter if you zoom out. It always puts you back in the cockpit. That irritated me because I like the outside view. It just, it, it was easier for me to play that way. But you, you I don't know. It, it just, it, it, there was no rhyme or reason to why sometimes you started inside, sometimes you started outside. It was just, uh, whatever. But you can always hit select, which I didn't realize that in my first playthrough. So that's another part of my rage, is I didn't realize I could go outside of it. I just thought each level was, like, trying to make you play differently. Uh, you can't tell who your fucking teammate is. Sometimes I couldn't tell what a power-up was, or what was an enemy, or what was an enemy attack. So I'd try to get it, and it would fuck me up. And it wouldn't be a power-up. Um, sometimes I couldn't get my cursor to go high enough or low enough or to the side far enough to yeah, get to the Yeah, that does happen quite a bit. It, it, you can see them, you just can't shoot them. They're just right out of range, and it sucks. It just sucks. Which, that does happen on the 64 version as well, but it just pissed me off because I was already having such a rough time with these motherfuckers. And, you know, you go to try to shoot a different enemy, and you're getting attacked by the, the ones that are that you can kill, so you're kind of wasting time doing that. This is a hardware limitation, and I understand this, but it still would piss me the fuck off, because in some games you can see stuff further off in the distance and it starts off real small and comes at you. This game, sometimes shit would just pop up at you, and you'd be like, did I just fucking blink? How'd that get there? Where'd that come well, sometimes, from? Sometimes, it would do... You see it small in the distance, like, the, say, the, the big walking men. Some some things. There were so many things that would just be like, boom, it's right there in front of you. And you're like, oh, shit, we've got to fight this. Uh, and then, again, just the fact that I played it on hard and was just bombarded. And I thought I was playing the easy. See, that's the other thing. I thought I was on easy. So I was really pissed off. I'm like, this is fucking easy. I don't want to play hard. <laughs> so uh, I was really, really irritated in my original uh, run of it I was gonna give it a 9 just because of like I was pissed about the graphics I was pissed about everything but if I had to rate it on my second playthrough I think I'm with you on like a 6.5 maybe it's a little little more relaxed well but yes. if you go through the actual progression of the game it's not so bad you no, know what I, you're doing at the, by the time you get there right e yes yes and I, I agree but my initial thinking was like this is fucking easy mode what? That's that. You know that kind of changes it. So, uh, Goops, how about we go ahead and move on to the overall rating? Does this game still hold up? One to ten. I'm gonna go first. Give her. Now, we all know I'm gonna say this game didn't age well. I'm not real thrilled about the graphics, but. I'm not trying to judge this game like that because I know this game, it, 
it's very important to the the gaming industry and and you know all the achievements that it made the first uh super fx uh game uh, the, it's the first game that used the super fx chip uh it was a great huge like uh, what am i trying to say it was a huge achievement for the Super Nintendo, like just being able to do a true 3D uh, game. So I'm, I can't shit on it because of what it did. I'm going to shit on it for it being what it is today that doesn't hold up as well as it, I know people are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> uh, but I am judging this as someone that's never played this before and if it holds up. Don't worry, people. I got your back. <laughs> it was overwhelming trying to figure out what was my enemy, what was my friend in the first playthrough. The second playthrough, well, I depending understood. Depending on the score, you might have more enemies than you thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the second playthrough, it was much easier because I realized, oh, just shoot anything that's fucking orange because that's the color. Orange is the color. Well, it flashes like orange or red. Anyway. Yeah. I, again, I, I made this point a minute ago. I'm not sure what pickups I could pick up that weren't going to hurt me or they'd give me health or make me invulnerable for a minute. Like, it just it got confusing because I, I couldn't ever tell. Uh, I did play it twice. Again, I keep telling you, I had a much more enjoyable time. The second time, I probably would have overall liked the medium because I feel like that would have been the pace that I would have enjoyed the most. But I do enjoy that it has multiple paths, so there are some differences. So there's, there, you can at least have the replayability three times for something different. You know, that's pretty cool. So you can get, for this being such a short game, you can get some mileage out of it. You know, there's not much difference between the enemies for the most part. Like you're fighting the same things over and over, because and they all look like crap. <laughs> it was all similar. Uh, the music, I felt like the music was epic. I felt it it felt really important for this game. I liked all the character designs, even though they're just in small little boxes for the most part. I, I think all the characters are really cool in this game. It's, it's a really unique looking world for like the characters. I hardly read the character text just because it was so distracting from the gameplay which obviously they fixed that in the Nintendo 64 game where they're actually talking to you. But I do like that. I think it gives a lot of character to each of the characters when I would read it. I thought that was kind of neat. I thought that was neat that there's three helpers and, you know, depending on what happens to them. There's a lot of things that I really liked about this game is what I'm trying to say. I like that you had helpers that you had to, like, keep helping you, save them. I thought the bosses were unique for for being just giant ships or just like a giant thing in a room. Like they weren't bad. They they were different. They were definitely different from each other. Some were a little easier than others. This game is just an eyesore at this point. Um, gonna give it a seven. I mean, it's gameplay wise, I love it. the The structure of the game, love it that the graphics just kill it for me and I, I mean that's that's how it is everything about the gameplay and everything is great it's just the graphics okay seven well if you're like me growing up and you play this game a lot and hold it close to your heart 
you can kind of push the graphics thing aside, as we do with most games. Because some of the, like, let's face it, some Nintendo games, or even SNES Genesis games, they look fucking butt-ugly, but we yep. love them regardless. So, it's just like uh, me or Toby. We're butt-ugly, but people love <laughs> us regardless. Because <laughs> we're just some thick boys. <laughs> but, yeah. Besides all that, uh... The graphics are what they are. They're kind of like wireframe, kind of 3D graphics, and but again, some of them come in from the background, foreground. Again, Toby said that some pop up in front of you, which they do, but you gotta get ready for that. You gotta get ready for little surprises in life, just like an ugly thick boy. You gotta get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, uh... but you're gonna love it anyways at the end. Some of the levels in this game were absolutely beautiful, like the water level with the clouds in the background. Fucking gorgeous. The asteroid belts, some of them are gorgeous in their own way, even though they're, they're fucking shitty space objects flying at you. There's a beauty in those shitty sh space objects. And the score to accompany this game, fucking majestic. Might as well ride it on a fucking unicorn listening to this fucking uh, Ready for Battle listening to the Star Fox soundtracks. It gets you ready for that. You're ready for an action fast paced game after listening to the soundtrack. It's pure bliss. The character designs are fucking great for the little dudes and boxes, as Toby said. The, uh, the bosses, whoa, there's so many of them. They're all different in their own way. There's not really too repeating, besides you have to fight the fucking big uh, glory hole mask at the end of each run. But still, it's wonderful. I like the little change up there. It's uh, in the being able to go behind the spaceship and in the cockpit. I like this that little thing. I wish I remembered how to push select. I remember doing that as a kid because I, I was like, how the fuck do you do that? I mean, you know me. I have a good record on this show of not trying buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Classic goobs. But that's just the way I am. And I enjoyed playing this game the way they wanted me to play it. I was in the... Uh, behind the plane when, or spaceship when I needed to, and I was inside it when they want me to. And I really enjoyed that, so I'm going to give this game an 8.5. Okay. I, I get it. I, I really do. You got the nostalgia for it, so uh, I don't. <laughs> well, some nostalgia and some not. Like I played through the whole thing recently, and I still enjoyed the shit out of it. I mean, sure, it has its hiccups, but every old game has its hiccups. No, I, I agree, but it was just just the graphics were made it so muddy for me to where I wasn't sh sure on things. Like, is this going to hurt me? I don't know. I'm just going to try it because I might be invincible. Up, oh, I took damage. <laughs> but with, uh, you said 8.5, yep. I said 7. So with that combined, it's a 7.75, which is still really high and really respectful. You know, the gameplay. Give it a shot. If you have a game, switch, it's right there for you. If you got yeah, switch the, online. The game's great. It's just ugly. It doesn't hold up. And I, if I were gonna suggest this game, I wouldn't. I would suggest Star Fox 64 because it just looks so much cleaned up. It's got voice acting. It's still got that retro feel to it. Just go for 64. It's almost the same game anyway. Ah, you gotta know your roots, man. <sighs> Fuck these roots. Finish him. 
this is the part of the show where we're going to wrap everything up. We're going to go into warp drive and be out of here. Or something. Peace out to the stars. <laughs> but before we do that, we've got to shout out our patrons. Hell yeah, we do. The wonderful people that we love so much that support the show and everything that we do. Yes. You can go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia. We've got all kinds of extra episodes. It's basically a whole nother podcast with different themes, different things that we do. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash badsecretmedia. And for as low as a buck, you can get all this extra stuff and support your thick boys. Support the thick boys. Now, Goobs, you give our patrons a nickname with a theme. What is the theme for this episode? I'm going for famous alien characters. Nice. All right. I like this. Let's kick it off with Molly Smith. Molly Smith is Marvin the Martian. What about a good Paprika? Alien. Paprika is Elf. Loves that <laughs> pussy. <laughs> what about Trey Dishman? Trey Dishman is Jumba Jakba from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> what about Caleb? Caleb is Nibbler. <laughs> Perfect. From Futurama fame. Uh, what about Eric Berg? He's Geigen. From Godzilla fame. <laughs> what about the Mass Llama, our librarian? He is Frank the Pug. Oh, from Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> what about Level One Noob? He's uh, the Great Kazoo. Uh, Flintstones? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen up, dum dum. What about Fat Shags? Fat Shags is Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin Long. Dick Sullivan. <laughs> what is that from? Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris Copleen. Chris Copleen is Chewbacca. And then we got Keith Gasper. He's Yoda. There it is. Those are our patrons. No, fuck that. He's Roger. <laughs> from American Dad. Roger's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> I, I quote uh, Roger too much. There's so many fucking aliens. I could have just went on forever. Yeah, that, that was a good one for sure. Oh, Mr. Meeseeks? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, if you want to become a patron, like we said before, go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia. There's a whole bunch more than you get the nicknames. <laughs> That's a big uh, part of it. <laughs> yep. Uh, you can go to BadSecretMedia.com to find links to everything that has to do with our show, our other shows that we have, and just anything we do. You know, we throw it up there on the uh, BadSecretMedia.com. Uh, Goobs, you're on Twitter and Instagram. How can people yeah, you follow can you? find me on both of those at GoobsWN. You yourself, I, sir. Fine, sir. Uh, you can find me on those same platforms at Toby Von Doom. We also have a Facebook page. And a Facebook group for Secret Levels. Just search it up, find it, join it, love it, like it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Secret Levels Pod. Speaking of Good joining things, us. come join our motherfucking Discord. We got an ever-growing family and community in there. 
Come be a part of the fun. We play video games, talk about video games, talk about other things, pop culture, all sorts of different shit. Talk about feelings. Why not? Just come join be a part of the community. Because, uh, hey, if you love us, you're going to love the group we have. It's a yeah, big it's fucking a- family. Get a big old hearty welcome when you join. Hearty, and it's hearty, a lot hearty, of fun. <laughs> what are they, pirates? <laughs> but pirates. And if you want to support us, there's two ways you can do so. You can, well, besides Patreon, which we already did already, you can uh, just rate us. Rate your boys. Rate your thick boys. Give us some five thick stars and tell us how much you love us or how much you don't love us. Either way, we will build on that criticism and take this show to the next level. If you want to support us even further, go to tpublic.com slash secret levels and get one of our beautiful t-shirts put on one of your beautiful chests. That's right. That is right. And get that summer thick boy shirt and thick girl summer. Thick boy! Thick girl! (laughs) (laughs) And here come the pigs. Game over, folks. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka From downtown. From downtown. No, you know what else happens in downtown? I'm not setting you up for nothing. Fuck you. <laughs> hey there, gamers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> I know, that's why I just went silent on your so You ass. just ruined the whole episode. Because <laughs> now you now your your flow is off. Your flow is off. <clears throat> How dare you make fun of my voice? <laughs> that's the welcoming voice. Yeah. Hey there, gamers. Hey there, gamers. Welcome gamers. To secret- <laughs> You're a fucking cocksucker. There, see, I got you laughing again, so now we're good. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> At all. <laughs> <laughs> You are witnessing a new technology. The first and only game powered by the Super FX microchip. Why go to the next level when you can go light years beyond? You are Fox McCloud in Starbox, only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. BadSecretMedia.com